We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Oh, hope you had a great weekend. Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. It's your friendly neighborhood CVV, Chris VanVleet with you. And this is a really interesting one today because I think a lot of people have formed very strong opinions about Joey Janela either one way or another. And I hope that this conversation allows you to see him in a different light. Take a screenshot, post it on social media. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what stands out for you the most and tag us so we can share it. He's at the bad boy Joey Janella on Instagram. He's at Janella Baby on Twitter. And you can find me at Chris Van Vliet. And if you haven't yet, please make sure to follow the show wherever you're listening right now. Lately, lately I've been listening on an app called Podopolo. It's spelled P-O-D-O-P-O-L-O because I love how you can interact with people on there that are listening to the same types of shows that you listen to. So if you're looking for a new app, might I suggest Podopolo? I think you'll really like it. Big shout out to S. Turner 209 for being our fan of the week. They say, great show. There was like three R's there. Great show. Been listening for a few years now. One of my favorite interviewers. Chris keeps it real and makes listening while driving refreshing and always interesting, regardless if it's about wrestling or just having his one-on-ones with us. Keep up the amazing work. Well, thank you for that. And yeah, ooh, it's been a while since we've done a one-on-one. I think it's time to do another one of those. So if you have any ideas for what our next one-on-one idea should be, our next, um, what next one-on-one topic should be, shoot me a message again at Chris Van Vliet. And please keep these reviews coming in on Apple Podcasts. They help so, so much. And if you're listening on Spotify, those ratings also super helpful. All right, please welcome inside the beautiful Blue Wire Studios. At the Win Las Vegas, the bad boy, Joey Janella. We are making this happen. Thank you so much for joining us. You made it happen. I'm here. You're here. How's your foot, by the way? Uh, amputated. I mean, <laughs> they call me the next Carrie Von Eric. I saw you walking in with both your feet. Are, did, like, that was this a crazy. A fake, this is a fake CGI. Those are great shoes. Yeah, these are cool. What are, are those rattlesnakes? Those are rattlesnakes. You, your wardrobe is always so on point. This is like my dress down clothes right now. <laughs> I, got what? My, I got my Gold's Gym. Gold's Gym shirt. East. Top. I got these 80s. Yep. Uh, oh. I think they're a reprint from the 80s. Got my ECW fanny pack to hold my You got to talk into the mic so we can hear all this. Yeah. I got all my stuff. You could probably hear me. Yep. The ECW fanny pack. The, 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 the throwback Oakleys. Well, if you weren't wearing the Oakleys, I feel like people don't recognize you. That's your That's trademark. It. Yeah. So I, if I walk around with my pit vipers or any glasses that resemble like these or yeah. anything, people will be like, oh, that's Joey Janela. Of course. But even on a weekend like this, if I don't have these. Take them off for a second. Who's this guy? Who is it? No, no one knows. No. Now people know. Oh, plus, it's Joey Janela. Plus people for some reason have the think that joey janela is 300 pounds for some reason oh the internet is closer to you now okay there we go there we go since you walked away from it so yeah the internet has given them the illusion that joey janela is some fat 300 pound slob even when i was a little chubby boy i i wasn't 300 pounds i was 
the same weight I am now. I'm just now I'm I'm buff and I'm the new stuff, baby. What were you at your heaviest? Very two hundred pounds. How much? Two hundred pounds. And what do you weigh? What now? I am now. Oh, you weigh two hundred pounds. Yeah. You look great, by the way. That's it. Yeah, you got, like, you got the bicep vein. The muscle. Ooh, that's hey, put it. Those away. You got a license for those? That's it. I just uh, decided twenty twenty two, bad boy summer part two. I want to get buff. I want to get my teeth fixed, which we're in the process right now. Thank you, Doctor Britt Baker. She's doing my teeth. These are just temps. June 9th, the real teeth go in. Wait, Britt Baker's actually doing your teeth? Yeah. Can we get a little zoom in right here? <laughs> if you want. These wow. are temps, though. These are these are basically like glued in. Um, what do they call those? Oh, yeah, like dentures, basically. Yeah, these are like glued in dentures, but they look good for the time being until I get the new rack up there. It's expensive, but it's worth it. And you're going to Pittsburgh for this? No, no, oh, no she they're lives in Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. I go right down the street, but new teeth. New physique, bad boy summer part two, going to the beach, gonna get my nipples sucked <laughs> while I'm drinking a while I'm drinking a twisted tea because I'm so sick of white claws. I'm I'm absolutely sick of hard seltzer. So now we're at twisted teas, four locos, Jack Daniels, beer, anything I can get my hands on besides hard seltzers now. But it's gonna be a lot of nip sucking this summer. And you know, it's just because, you know. These are succulent nips, and I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to enjoy myself. Four loco, by the way, is quite a throwback. Yeah, it's I like wasn't. I didn't ten years. The old, the old formula was like ten years ago. Oh yeah, that was the formula that they should walk in, walk down the street in Seaside Heights and punch a cop out. Is that what you did? No, I didn't. I never punched a cop. Oh, I never, never, yeah, okay. never did. Oh, he's winking. Oh, okay. I can't, can't see with the glasses on. I've never, ever punched a cop and ran away. Oh, boy. I feel like there's a real story here. They've, I've gotten my ass beat by cops, but. Man, you, you were the one. I, we did our first interview like three-ish years ago. You, at that time, were making White Claws like really cool. Yeah, because at the time, that was like something new, something fresh. It's like, wow, they're only 90 calories. Why was I fatter and more out of shape on White Claw than I am drinking Coronas, and sugary twisted teas, and sugary pineapple vodka mm. drinks? And my favorite, of course, the margarita, especially a mezcal margarita oh, with a little smoky little taste, smokiness. A little smokiness. Maybe you put some jalapeno or habanero. Mm. Tequila in I'm there. all about a spicy mark. That's what I'm that's what I'm that's what I'm about. How do you feel about the Rocks tequila, Terramana? I think it's pretty good. I think yeah. all the I think all the the new tequilas are pretty pretty solid. The, the George Clooney one's good too. Oh yeah. Um why can't I Casamigos. Yeah. That's Casamigos good is very smooth. Yeah. So is the Rocks. Like Rock, you could sip the Rocks tequila. Well, he sips it all the time on his little. Well, of course, it's how he sells so many, you know, bottles. Well, of, of course, it. he's not mixing it with anything anyway. When you have that physique, you can't. Yeah. Think well, when you have a physique like this, come on. I'm the next Rock. That's what they're saying. That's, that's what all the girls are saying. That's exactly what they're that's saying. That's why I'm getting the teeth done because I'm breaking the acting right now. I'm going to be the next Rock. I'm going to make a couple <laughs> shitty movies. I'm going to make a couple shitty movies until I find my flow. Mm. And I become that Hollywood hunk. You got to move into closer to the mic here. I become that Hollywood wow, hunk. Wow, that's that's maybe too close. What the difference here? Not like Ryan Nemeth, like a oh, whole the, new the actual, breed of hunk. Yeah, the actual. You don't need to hold the mic. It's okay. Oh, okay. We'll just sit here. But just you know, sit maybe like um, Joe Rogan always says, like a fist away from it. So you just come in, come into the table a little bit more. See, there it is. Good. That's, that's real good. But back to the foot. So this video went viral of you giving a flaming super kick. Yes. You lit your foot on fire, which in itself was already crazy enough that you gave a flaming super kick. But it was the fact that your foot wouldn't go out. It just kept burning. So this is, this is the situation. So the night before, me, Drew Parker, who's probably one of the top deathmatch wrestlers right now. He, he's from England. He moved to Japan to wrestle some of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the world. That's where the best most story-driven death matches are. That's where Jun Kasai is. That's where Takeda is. Uh, Freedom's in big Japan. They run the deathmatch scene over in Japan. So he went over there, and now he lives there. So we've been bringing him in sporadically for GCW, probably once a year. So uh, this match was supposed to happen in January 
on uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, he didn't want to come over because the COVID restrictions came back. Okay. So he he sat out. So we we delayed the match to Los Angeles, and he's he, one of my favorite dudes. So the night before, I said, you know what? You, you're doing a lot of death matches on this tour. Let's take it easy. Okay. All right? Let's not do a death match. Let's do a Joey Janela hybrid plunder match, which a lot of my matches are. They're basically... I kind of have that New Japan main event flow, but with doors and bullshit, <laughs> with outlaw mud show bullshit. So within, we're at the Rainbow Room in LA, West Hollywood, mm -hmm. the famous Rainbow Room. Yep. Start taking a shot of whiskey. One, one shot of whiskey. What? Two shot of whiskey. What? Three shot of whiskey. What? And I go, Drew, I got an idea. Uh-oh. Let's do 15 minutes of a regular wrestling match. And then all of a sudden, it's like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. It all of a sudden turns into a fucking death match. I see dead people. And he was like, all right, let's do it. And then uh, I woke up the next day. I go, fuck. Why did I agree to this? Because right now, in my point, at this point in my career, I kind of want to stay away from the death matches. I'm okay. too, I don't want to scar my face up. I got glass still from the last one I did in my arm. Oh, that's what that scar is? This is glass trying to come out. I pulled it, tried to pull the last one out with tweezers, but they're like pimples. Eventually, it will come through, and then you'll have to slice it open with no. X-Acto and pull it out. Is that what the big scar is there? That big this, scar kind of looks like the ultimate warrior. This, this scar right here is uh, from, that's how the glass got in there, and I didn't know it was in there. Is from a deep. light tube? From a plate with a pane oh, of okay. glass. okay. So we agree we're going to do glass, but the day of the show, they couldn't find glass. I said, I was, I was relieved. All right, but we got barbed wire. We got thumbtacks. Yeah. We got gussets. Gussets are square metal spiky things, things that hold bridges together. They're, they're pretty dangerous. Okay. I said, all right. I said, all right, I'll do it. Let's do it. And then, like, I came up with this idea. I said, what if I light my foot on fire and give you a super kick? I'm just like playing with ideas. He goes, oh, that sounds cool. I said, can we get lighter fluid? So I talked to this guy, Rob Shit. He's like an LA guy. His name is Rob Shit. That's his wrestling name. I said, you have a motorcycle. You have, you have a vehicle here. Can you go find me lighter fluid? Yeah. Thinking about lighting my foot on fire. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, he comes back with some lighter fluid. All right, I guess this is going to happen. So I go to Brett. I go, Brett, I'm going to light my foot on fire and give Drew a super kick. He thought I was just bullshitting. He didn't think I was actually going to go through with it. He's like, oh, whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. So we get out there and fire spots are usually, they go either to the left or, or the right. It's usually rarely perfect. They either don't work and the fire goes out and you look like a complete idiot. Okay. Or the fire is blazing and you nearly die. Uh, I didn't want it to make it the ladder. I didn't want to make it a shitty well, fire spot. Yeah, so yeah. I when I took the lighter fluid, I've absolutely used probably three quarters of that bottle on my foot. And when we were ready to go, I took that lighter and I lit that foot up and that was blazing. I didn't really feel it at the time. It wasn't bad. I hit it. Perfectly executed super kick with the fire. Couldn't have gone any better. But then I'm waiting for the water. And the only people that really knew were me, Drew, the ref, and one of the the, the young guys from LA who is helping out with building stuff for the night. And uh, Rob Shit. So you didn't think to have a fire extinguisher on hand? I don't I didn't want a fire extinguisher. Usually a fire extinguisher it's kind of pointless. Usually you put water on the fire and it goes out. Uh, that's what people don't get. The last thing I want is some fucking guy coming, spraying a fire extinguisher at me yeah. and me breaking out in a rash and, and my eyes swelling up for fucking four days. Okay. That's what happens. Okay. The chemicals in a, a fire extinguisher are, are, are terrible for you. They're not supposed to spray. Heat. This is not, this is not 2000 WWF fire extinguisher. This is a real fire extinguisher. I don't want that sprayed at me. So, Usually a bucket of water will do it. That's what I thought they had, a bucket of water. Well, they were using a little bottle of water. So, yeah, one it wasn't like this $10 <laughs> bottle of uh, Fiji water I bought this fucking casino. 
But it was a, a Poland Spring. I don't even think it was probably a, a, like a 500 milliliter. Probably yeah. even shittier brand. Probably store brand. Fucking bottle of water. Kirkland brand. Yeah. So I, I, they start splashing my foot and I'm trying to get the shoe off because I tied the shoe so tight on that I didn't want there to be a chance that I super kicked them and my flaming shoe flew off into the crowd and lit okay. someone on fire because right. that was a famous situation in ECW. That's why people were saying, they're like, ECW would never be dumb enough to do this. No, they were dumber. They almost lit the whole building on fire and they were lighting fans on fire when Cactus Jack, the, the, the video doesn't exist. The evidence was supposedly erased. I know somebody has that video somewhere, probably in Stanford, in some vault, that Cactus Jack hit Terry Funk in the back with a flaming chair and the towel f flew off onto Terry Funk and Dreamer and they both caught fire and then oh, they ran man. into the crowd and then the towel flew into the crowd Oh man! and then there was supposed to be some kind of crucifixion angle afterwards so they went with still while this flaming rag and Terry Funk is running around on fire they turn out the lights for this crucifixion angle so then the fans are freaking out because there's no lights in the ECW arena now and there's a stampede and people are getting trampled and there's fire everywhere and uh, yeah that was a disaster so yes ECW did dumber shit than I did on that night in LA, but I had it tight. And so it was hard to get it off. I get it off. And then I was like, the shoes on fire. Okay. And then I look and my sock is on fire now. And I go, what the fuck? How did that happen? How is my, so then I start, I start, I, 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 they're pouring water on it. And then I start grabbing it. I start grabbing my foot, trying to put it out with my hands. Adrenaline's running through me. I don't, feel the flames i guess it's just a lighter fluid the way it burns and uh eventually rob shit to the rescue came out and threw his leather his uh leather jacket on my foot and out but Do you, did you get any burns you no any burns? burns it didn't even burn through the sock did it i mean when you do a spot like that and you upload the video there's always a wide array of comments yes do you look at the very negative comments on those i love it i love being polarized uh Growing up, I always were attracted to the polarizing celebrities that the headlines on the like, National Choir. Like, like who? Just like the people that there's always like, there's a whole like large array. Like, I can't even That's think when of we were younger, like Robert Downey Jr. was not the Robert Downey Jr. Yes, we know yes. Now. Well, like guys like Robert Downey Jr., guys like Tommy Lee, people that were always. Yeah. Some of the rock stars, the, the Marilyn, Ma Marilyn <laughs> Manson, oh, Marilyn example. fucking Manson. Yeah. That was like when I was a, a, a kid, that's who fucked up my life. It was ECW, <laughs> ECW yeah. and Marilyn Manson yeah. probably. Where I was like, wow, I want to be like Marilyn Manson. This guy's in the headlines every week for doing something fucking controversial. That is number one. Marilyn Manson is like, I know he's pretty much canceled at the moment but at that time i was like obsessed with marilyn manson and the way he always was in the headlines for doing something controversial and there, there was there was and i don't believe in apologizing i believe that's when his career kind of downward spiraled after he apologized because the whole colobide situation they said that he was a contributor to yeah. why that situation happened. And I felt like uh, he apologized, but of course they're just going to, it wasn't him, but that's what at that time, America's never seen someone like Marilyn Manson. So they're just, this guy's a Satanist. This guy's doing yeah. this. This guy is, is, is cross-dressing. He's doing this. He's doing that. Like he was always in the headlines and I always like were attracted to those people. So I love the hate. People think I'm thin skinned. I, I'm certainly not thin-skinned. I, 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 I've been dealing with this harassment on social media for years. And most people would ignore it. Most people would just go on with their day and not care what someone says. But when I rattle that hornet's nest, yeah, it just gives me that much more attention. And you, I, can go, I can go, something could happen. I can light my foot on fire. And then I say something to somebody and then it, snowball effect and then i'm trending mm. on social media because not only did i do something very ill-advised very stupid <laughs> but 
I'm also acting like an asshole at the same time. So it's just, uh, yeah, you blur the lines a lot, a lot. Yeah. I've been blurring the lines a lot lately because I'm no longer with AEW, so I can kind of, uh, get away with a little bit more being an independent guy and not having to worry about, um, Turner, whatever it's called. Yeah, TNT, Warner TBS, media, yeah. Warner media, did, did hitting you- up Tony Khan saying, this is one of your wrestlers. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with him? Why did you hire this guy? Which I learned a lot when this tweet came out. What the fuck? Did that happen to you? It's happened to me a, a few times there. Did you feel like there was a point over the last three years where you couldn't be yourself completely because you were under contract? I could never really be myself completely being under contract. Mm. Uh, the Joey Janela before AEW is... Uh, Quite similar to the Joey Janela now after AEW. Yeah. I'm just a lot smarter and more mature than I was then. But to the outside people, I'm just as immature and idiotic as I was before signing a deal. But, but you, you certainly weren't as extreme in AEW. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I was definitely, I watered myself down a lot. And um, are you okay with that? I made money. Sure. I you, made you, money. You got paid every two weeks for three years. Every two weeks for three years, I made money. Mm-hmm. And now, with the doubt, I seen Jerry Lynn last night at the bar. I was like, I was thanking him so much because he isn't that guy my, awesome. Awesome. He aged one of my top matches there. So mm. I said, I've learned so much from you. So uh, p- people took offense to this. Fans were like, "You're an idiot for saying this," and and it doesn't make sense. But being in AEW was a developmental phase for the rest of my career what i learned being in that three-year company what i learned being on a being in a tv company especially half of it was during a pandemic wrestling in in front of no fans what i've learned was you know you can't buy that shit you know i i I learned so much from a lot of the guys there uh whether it be um you know, you learn so much because I never really, people think I'm untrained. That's not the case. Uh, a lot of people would be pissed off to find out that the way I train in professional wrestling was the same way a lot of their favorites did in the 70s and 80s. I learned on the road. I learned in camps. I've learned going to different wrestling schools, traveling the United States. But from what I learned, it's just like, TV experience and all that. Yeah. I I didn't, I understand where you were coming from when you said it. You didn't mean that it was like developmental. Like No, no, no. But people, people take my words and they create fake headlines. Yeah. You were, you're basically saying, and I may, I don't want to misquote you, but you're saying like that prepared you to be a better wrestler wherever you go from here. Absolutely. And help a lot of new guys. Yeah. Better wrestlers. Like now, now someone can come to you and go, Hey man, I really want to get noticed by AEW. What should I do? Or I want to be a better wrestler for when I am on TV. How, how can I do that? They, they could ask me that, or they could ask me advice on their match and watch their match. And a lot of guys, if uh, now I get opportunity, if a guy is coming up, I can just go to any indie promoter right now and say, I want to wrestle that guy, or I want to mm. wrestle the. I hear this guy in your in your state is the top guy now. I want to elevate him. Yeah, and I've done that. Done that for a lot of guys in the last, basically the whole time. I, I've elevated a lot of guys, and uh, you know, just I like that's what I did for Nick Wayne. I said I wanted to wrestle that guy. I want to. I don't want to do it in GCW. I want to go to Seattle. I want to go to his home state. I want to wrestle him mm-hmm. in Defy. Um, guys like Ninja Mac and uh, I, Dante Leon. I seen those guys. I just seen clips of those guys on the wrestling. Yeah. With unicorns Instagram, and I yeah. said, "These guys are wild. I wonder if they know how to actually wrestle." So then I said, "Can you send me the whole match?" Oh wow! And when I said the whole match, I started taking my own clips out and sending them to Brett. They were booked. Oh, perfect! And just like it's always, GCW now is top indie where the guys are going to come in, and a lot of eyes are on the company. Yeah. A lot of guys from AEW, a lot of guys from WWE, are watching GCW. Yeah. So they're picking guys out from there now. Yeah. Uh, despite our wild outlaw reputation, which sometimes gets us in trouble, we do have 
talent rolling through nonstop. And it's kind of like we are the, the main gear in the machine now to crank them out. You've definitely really shifted Matt Cardona's career. Yeah. It, like, even guys coming back. That, and that's such an interesting thing because Matt Cardona was, was making some noise in the indies. And then he went in, did that death match in GCW, and it was like, oh, man. That was all, that was all basically Brett and Giancarlo mm. uh, came up with that whole angle. And, uh, man, that was fantastic. And he really went through with that death match, and he really bled all over the fucking place. And he needed to to get to that. To, to get, and now he's on, he was on the cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, I think, recently. Yeah. It, it's not 19... 87 pro wrestling illustrated but still it'd be on the cover that's kind of that's kind of a cool thing especially the way his career has gone up and down and up and down and up and down and i believe one day he's so over right now that he will have a chance that he's gonna sign to a major company and then he's gonna be a top guy there's no reason he shouldn't be and he doesn't the thing is he doesn't need to sign with a major company with everything he's doing right now he's with impact right now uh that is a he's with nwa he's the nba champion he and he Right. He did some stuff with AEW. Like since being released, he's done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a point in AEW where you were like, I don't think I'm going to get re-signed here? There was. So this is the thing. People think that. So this is the situation and people are going to take this and say, I'm just creating false narratives and, and craziness. So the plan was um, to bring me back to TV. And that's why they put me with, so Tony was like, listen, your act with Penelope, it was stellar. We have to find a way to kind of not replicate that, but we need an athletic female that we can pair you with so we can kind of do a similar act and uh, bring you back to TV. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. I'll start looking on the Indies for gymnasts or former cheerleaders and stuff that can do some pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. So we looked at a few girls and uh, we were on the fence about it because when the lights are on, it's going to be, you got to hit those big moves. But Penelope was always able to do that. Yeah. And she, she was really, really like teaming with me and doing the stuff with me on the Indies CCW and, beyond wrestling it was really like all right she didn't know what the hell was going on like she was trained by Drew Gulak she 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 learned the basics pretty solid but I'm like listen you're gonna have to do this and you're gonna have to hit it in one shot or you're gonna have to do something this fucking crazy and she was just like all right let's go and that's that was basically our act so Tony wanted something similar to that so then I seen the girl Kayla I seen clips of her doing phoenix splashes and moonsaults and stuff and found out that she was a former Olympic gymnast and a, a pro bodybuilder. I was like, wow, this is something different. This is this is great. And I was always a fan of early China with Degeneration X. I said, she could be China, mm. but with crazy. Like aerial moves. Aerial yeah. moves and just craziness. Yeah. So we pitched it to Tony. Tony's like, yeah, let's bring her up. So where do you want to do it? Let's do a universal. I said, no. I said, let's do it in the United Center. I said, this is a, I said, I said, let's let's have her come out of the United Center and do something. Well, we debuted her there, and uh, you know, I think she 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 just started training like within a couple months. So she got brought right in. I seen her. She was training for two months. Brought her right into the United Center, one of the biggest shows in AEW history yeah. at that point. Yeah. So she did something. She power bombed Robert Anthony, but he kind of leaped into it. So he kind of looked, and she's not a, a wrestler, so she's on the mind to grab. He just hopped in just to make it look as good as possible. So that clip kind of went into all the the, the botch twitters, the AEW botches, the the botch kings. I don't I don't know what these fucking things are. So kind of like fuck. Okay, Tony yeah. said oh, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I got an idea. Let's do the match with Sonny. Uh, we did the heel turn on Sonny. I said, we're going to do a, uh, let's do a Jersey versus Jersey match credential for dark. So, and then have her do something crazy afterwards. So, Sonny, so we have this match. We have 12 minutes on the board. We were about to go out. 
okay, now you guys have six minutes. Mm-hmm. Tony's like, no, 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 five, five, five minutes. That's something that usually happens at TV. Like, fuck. Like, we're supposed to have this big match in our home state. Yeah. Sold out, Prudential Center. We we absolutely aced that match. Like, it was nonstop action. Not a lot of selling, not a lot of psychology, but man, that crowd was hot. One of the hottest crowds I've ever encountered one of my matches at AEW. It was, mm. it was awesome. We had them, and then we had her do the moonsault double stop with the chair on Sunday afterwards, and the crowd just lost it. Yeah. I said, okay, we have something. Yeah. Tony's like, yes, now we have something. Okay. Everyone's like, yeah, we have something. Big Show is like, Big Show's like, this is a great act. This is something. You guys got something. Let's keep on working. Okay. Giving her advice. Everyone, everyone is really digging it. And so, some of the girls, of course, are like, who is this girl? She's not, she's been training for too much. She walks in off the streets and, and is suddenly, uh, getting on, uh, something that we've worked so hard for, for all these years. Yeah. But she, she, she becomes really cool with the locker room and Tony says we have something. So, so the plan is Tony said, okay, now let's. We're going to do another Sunny Kiss match. But he's so all, all over the place, so he's not really focused too much on the dark shit. So he says, all right, write this whole storyline. Create this whole storyline, which I did from the turn on Sunny. So I basically wrote everything, pitched it to Cody um, and QT, and and, and they, they would feed it to Tony. And Tony, Tony's like, okay, let's go. So then we... So, so he said, okay, we just got to get this Sunny street fight match out of the way, the blow-off, and then we can bring you back to TV and figure something out. Okay. So I said, okay, let's go. Yeah. I said, finally, back on TV. Let's go. I'm in great shape right now. Um, I, I got in the best shape. I was like, ready to go, TV. So we do the street fight, and uh, Tony says, you up? Just because we're bringing you back there. We're going to give you something. And uh, I said, okay, cool. So I beat Sonny in that match, and Great match, another great match with Sunny Kiss. So then, yeah, so then we're just rolling with the punches. I don't know what happened after that, but then, um, the the thing with Eddie Kingston, I super kicked him a little bit too hard and uh, broke his eye socket, which is unfortunate. Shit happens. Um, Do you uh, think that that had did that play into you being released? Uh, or not renewed. It was never. It was. There was no release. It was just a non-renewal, and um, there was chances are that I was going to be renewed, whether it be with Ring of Honor or here from. But then I just ran my mouth uh, in an interview, saying I haven't heard from anyone. Yeah. What is going on? I guess I'm not getting renewed. So then, then, then did you hear from someone? No, no. Then I heard oh. that Tony was he's hot about it, because yeah. um, it makes. Made made him look bad, but um, made their talent relations look bad. But at the same time, um, it made them you know improve their um, communications mm. with talent within that two week period that I did that. The communications were a lot better. And uh, did you hear very quickly after that interview came out with Denise? Did you? Hear- I didn't hear from anyone. Oh. So, so I you just heard like, through the grapevine that people were upset. I heard people were upset, but I also heard talent was hitting me up from the company saying, you're 100% correct. I said, you spoke up and you're, you're correct. And uh, that, was, that was cool for you to take that risk. So, so you were like, to, to make an analogy here, you're in that situation where you've had a bunch of dates with someone and then you're texting them and they're not responding. You're yeah. like, guess this is over then. Yeah, yeah. So I said, all right. So I said, so Denise wanted an interview. I said, I said, you know what? I said, let's, let's just do it. You know, I was just like, I've had it, you know, I stressed out, um, just, uh, frustrated. Yeah, no sure. pun intended. I'm just frustrated. You guys get that, but, uh, it's just, um, it's just a situation, but we create a lot of good out of it. And there's no, I haven't talked to Tony since, which is kind of, uh, it's kind of a little, that's something that kind of irked me because we were so cool. And we always, after the AEW shows, when AEW first started, you know, I would go out with him because he, he knew I'd be the, the one to stay up with him until seven in the morning drinking shots of tequila. So, so 
yeah, I, I, I assume he's still a little irked by it, but I, there's no hard feelings on either side. I, I mean, hear. you said a lot of really, really, really nice things about your time. At yeah, AMW. yeah, but, but people take it out of context and they yeah. think I'm uh, some kind of asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm just real. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to um, tell f- fabrications or I'm not going to hold back on my experiences. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, I want to get something out. I'm a very emotional person. You know, I'm going to get it out. I'm going to get it out there. So there's no bridges burned between me and AEW. Uh, I'm friends with all the talent there. I'm in contact with all the talent there. And a lot of talent there, you know, Tony has a hard, hard job. Uh, He wears a lot of hats. He wears a lot of hats. Not only is he doing the the football thing in England, he's doing the football thing in the United States. He's, He's always... And on then, phone calls with in those situations or writing something in, with that. And then he has to book a wrestling show. Yep. But the thing is, two of them. Three two, of them. two, three wrestling shows. Yeah. But the thing is, he's not booking a traditional wrestling show. Now he has a large roster, huge roster. He keeps on, he signed some of the greatest free agents in the world. Mm-hmm. And you have two, you have three hours of TV a week. And when you're not booking a traditional wrestling show and you want to book a show, TV show like a mini pay-per-view every week. Yep. A lot of your talent is not going to get time every week. And they're going to have yep. to either sit out and wait for something to come up and sit out in the rotation and, you know, just go to work, you know, be happy that you're... Or, you know, they can, you know, try to pitch something or go a creative route or they can just sit out and wait for stuff to come. Some of the guys there right now, they, you know, they just feel like they, you know, they should be given more, which I believe a lot of guys are. And it, it's, it's very hard to book it in a, a wrestling show when you're booking it like well, a pay-per-view. You're never going to make everybody happy. That's within the company and, you know, for the fans as well. Yeah. That, that, that's a really, really tough line to walk because you want to make everybody happy, I would yeah. assume. Not going out there to piss people off. No, no, no. Tony tries to make everyone happy. He's a very that, that work environment is is fantastic. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic work environment. You know, of course, with all professional wrestling, especially when it's on a mainstream level, there's going to be a huge amount of politics. Um, there's a lot of scrutiny too. That's everything. But yeah. when you're trying to book, when you have 25 minute matches every week on your show, it's hard to fit everyone in. You're not going to make everyone happy. He tries to make everyone happy. So. Cody is going to be the guy when he went to WWE. If you're, you heard on the internet that MJF, he wants more money and whatnot. I don't know that situation. I'm not in communication. I, I, I just know as much as the internet knows. I also don't know if that's MJF, the character, MJF, or MJF, the person. He blurs the lines. I know so much. He blurs I, the lines so much. That's why I know I that more than anybody. I love working with him so much. But <laughs> he, he blurs the lines so much that who knows if he's working, who knows if he's not. But there's people in that company that don't know this situation because he's never going to break kayfabe to them either because he doesn't yeah. want it to leak out to the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? People were looking at him like, listen, I haven't, well, he's right. I, I haven't really gotten too much TV time. I want to go see what the option is at WWE. And they see Cody and they see Cody come in and they, they say, Oh, well, he's getting pushed to the fucking moon. Even though he's Cody Rhodes, he's been to the dance already. Mm-hmm. Shit, they're looking for they're looking for stars right now, and I got this following right now, and I want to go over there and see if I can get make more money. I'm gonna be the guy for the lower card, mid card guys yep. to say, listen, I want to wrestle more. I don't want to do one match a month at Universal Studios against some Florida jabroni for four minutes, and that's my ring time for the month. I want to explore my options and do international tours and see. Right now. I got it down that I am making more money than my AEW contract right now. Uh, people say I'm bullshitting. They don't believe me, but I was making six figures there. But now I have, I'm selling my merchandise. I'm stepping up my creative. Like, what could I sell now? Pins, posters, T-shirts. And I'm, I'm walking out with tons of merch money, and I'm doing that. And Well, weren't you already doing indies on top of AEW? Yeah, but there's... We weren't able to sell our own merch, do meet and greets with, within that thing because it's SBA. You're allowed to take bookings, uh, and you're not allowed to take Friday bookings, sure. Uh, due to Rampage being yeah. on, and he doesn't. Tony doesn't want 
talent promoting their indie show when they could be promoting the, yeah. the one that signs the paycheck. So I was just doing scattered Saturday shows. So now I'm doing two to three shows a weekend. And, you know, I'm not asking for crazy prices. A lot of these guys get off TV or a lot of the guys on TV with the opportunity to do independent dates. They're asking for six to $10,000. Mm. I'm asking for basically a hot dog and a handshake. Yeah, I'm asking for a hot dog and a handshake. Are you happy now? Uh, basically, for someone coming off TV and to light your foot on fire, to light my yeah. foot on fire. But it's not a hot dog and a handshake. I'm getting yeah. paid, a, paid a a good amount. Well, I would it imagine adds up when you're doing three shows a week, and and you're one of the highest paid people people on that indie show. Yeah, yeah. And night, you're making and you're selling your merch. Yeah, and you're a main event. And then that's it. Mean it's like that's like if you as long as you work hard and you want to work hard, a lot of people. You know, I recommend if you have family, if you have children and you want to, if you want to take this route, the one I, I, I recommend you don't because it's, it's but, brutal because you have to really kill yourself and you have to, you have to endure long weekends and I'm gone four or five days a week and, and, but it works, it works for you. It works for me because I don't have family. I don't have pets. I, I, I this is, this is the life I want to live. This gypsy, carny, indie wrestling life. And the thing is, I'm not mailing in any show, so I'm just brutalizing myself every weekend. So who knows how long it can last. But right now, I'm in the best shape I've been in my career. I'm loving professional wrestling again. I was talking to Jerry Lynn last night, and he said, he said the only two times he hated professional wrestling. I didn't hate professional wrestling when I was at AEW. I was so fortunate to be there and meet some of the people I met there and learn some of the stuff I learned. But he said the only times was WCW and WWF. His runs there, he was miserable. But then as soon as he left that company and started doing the indies and doing this and ECW, he loved it because it's fun. Less pressure. Uh, party with the boys. You don't have to worry about coming to an indie show next day if you want to have a few 18 Jack and Cokes the night before and you were, show up hungover. No one's, really gonna, yeah. no one's really going to uh, bat an eye at you. If you do that, I learned very much the hard way. If you do that TV, you show up one o'clock and you're, you're there for nine hours and you're hungover. People are going to know. Yeah. People are going to know. So it's like, I, I learned very quickly in that situation where I do day before I wrestle, no more, no more drinking. But now it's a little bit more free going. I'm not going to sleep a lot on the weekends. I'm probably going to sleep eight hours, but I'm, I just feel free. I yeah. feel free. I feel I'm having fun. I love seeing some of the new guys come up that are getting their first taste of success on the Indies and selling their merch and going out there on the GCW show and just killing it. And people are like, wow, that guy is awesome. That guy's going to be something. They're getting their first taste of success. And I, I just love the, the gears of the pro wrestling machine. And I like being a part of it uh, and never say never. I could be back at AEW. I could, I could, I live in Orlando right now. I could get offered some kind of situation at the PC. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You think you'd be in NXT? You think NXT would be interested in you? Probably not. Uh, I, I I've gotten feelers before. They know I'm local, but I thought I was restricted and watered down at AEW in my own right because I'm always trying to walk on eggshells there. Yeah. But NXT is a whole different ballgame. They have the password to your Twitter. So if you write something, there's someone, they what if you write something they don't like, there's someone at the PR deleting that. <laughs> uh, you're in an office getting yelled at, yeah. reamed out. And I'm just like me, I'm just me. I'm just like, whatever, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't care. I, I'm, this is me. This is most of the time, I think 95% of the time when I'm on social media, I'm working. I'm, a, I'm basically, what a, a Memphis wrestler is or was in the 80s, but yeah. in the current era. Yeah. Always working, carny, yeah. fuck, uh, always blurring the lines. And all the Memphis guys were great at that. If Memphis guys have social media in the 80s, they all would have been canceled. <laughs> I have said it. Anyone at yeah. ECW, if the ECW guys had social media in the 90s, they would have been canceled, arrested, blackballed from the fucking business. But I know how to blur the lines without completely crossing the line and completely fucking myself um, because people are very sensitive these days. Uh, very and, sensitive. and there's a lot of people that don't like you. A lot of people that don't like me. And they're looking for a reason to cancel you. Yeah. I told somebody to, someone said something, they're like, I like my indie wrestling one way without Joey Janela. I said, run in the traffic. <laughs> in which... They took very seriously. Started getting retweeted, retweeted. Joey Janela is telling people to self-harm. No, I said run into traffic. MJF says run into traffic. So I'm, oh my God, MJF, that guy is the greatest heel of all time, eh? He's the greatest heel in the, this this generation of scene. Joey Janela tells someone to run into traffic. Joey Janela is the biggest piece of shit wrestler in the world. He doesn't deserve it. He's He can't wrestle. He's untrained. He's a fucking asshole. We want him out of the business. So lucky enough mm. that my social media, my past is kind of clear. So I don't have to worry about that. So I can kind of teeter, you know, but they're looking, they're looking to cancel oh, me. Yeah. There was a, there was a, uh, I think there was a space on Twitter last night. There was 200 people in it. It said, fuck Joey Janela. And they were trying to think of ways to get me blackballed from the business. Cause I told someone to run into traffic. And it's just ridiculous because I'm playing a character. I'm, I'm pretty much a pretty nice guy. If you meet me in person, yeah. you know, there's people that said, listen, I hated your fucking guts. I listened to Jim Cornette. I hate you. I hate you. I don't think you should be in the business. But I came to the show tonight with my friends and I watched you wrestle and I watched the way you connected with that indie audience. And you're talking to me right now and you're a pretty nice guy. I have a lot more respect for you. So... Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't realize. Well, they don't realize what the line's been blurred. No, you. no. With with your career in AEW, what's the one moment where you point at and go, "Man, I'm so proud of that match or that moment." My whole first run there, uh, I believe, if you wanted to give me a push, you could have in that at the end of that run, like you after could've. the Moxley match. Uh, so there was the Moxley match, yeah, which I ace great main event. Just just a wonderful time in my life. Like, shit. Like, I just, I felt like I was in, like, a CGI movie. Like, Wrestling Mox and his return match. And I felt like I was in, like, some CGI Rocky crowd. It was just so bizarre. In the same arena that the NWO formed. Uh, and uh, I'm a huge mark, so I marked out for that. And I'm like, wow, I'm main eventing a pay-per-view right now. Yeah. And then we did the, but then it was like, you know, I was like, shit, I made it. The works, like, I made it. Let's party, baby. Yeah. You know, let's party, dude. And then a week later, 
I'm at PNC Art Center and I'm pissed drunk, blackout drunk. And uh, it's me and Giancarlo and I keep on saying, I'm going to I'm gonna fuck with Enzo because we've seen him on the, it was Little Wayne and Blakeway too. I'm going to fuck with him. Well, we couldn't find him. And then I see some guy with a beard and a dress and something that looked like a potato sack walking in front of me. I go, oh shit, it's Enzo. So then I start like, punching him in the arm and then he he didn't take too kindly to that because I spatted about him on the internet and then the whole situation happened and they got it on video and I looked like the biggest fucking idiot ever and then everyone was like Tony this is the guy that you just put in the main event with Moxie this fucking degenerate fucking idiot and that's where a lot of my I think a lot of the guys like the Christopher Daniels and the Frank Kazarians of the world those guys that didn't know me uh, right there that was like like yeah Let's write that guy off. Fuck that guy. He's he's an asshole. He makes us look bad. We're an upstart company. Uh, you know, we're trying to make the make this the greatest wrestling company in the world. And you got guys that piss drunk at at Blink One Eight Two concerts, causing issues. Yeah, that video went everywhere. Everywhere, and I look like the biggest fucking idiot of all time. And uh, and I, I you know I apologize. Me and Enzo talked out. Do you wish you didn't do it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's there's one thing I didn't wish I did in my life, and it was that, and it was blackout drunk, and I didn't want to fight the guy. I didn't want to get into a fist fight. That's a if you get a fist fight at a concert in New Jersey, that's a fifteen thousand fucking dollar fine. Like or you go to jail, and you're going to jail, <laughs> yeah. and you're paying fifteen. Then it's all the courts and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, shit. And my boy John Carlo, uh, he's the guy did all my videos, did all MJF's videos. He was in the WWE as a producer there for uh, social media now he's a producer at AEW yeah so he was with me and he's childhood friends with Enzo so he thought it was all funny but he, as soon as he, but as soon as we were about to go he was like no 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 and then he's like they got you they're filming you you're fucked mm-hmm. I said fuck him I said I want to fight him let's go to Belmar and I challenge him fights there I was blackout. I woke up the next day and the video is already there did you do you remember it or is it one of those I don't where, remember it it's one all. of those where you wake up and you go oh I did something no, I what was I it? did do that. What was it? What was it? I have a lot of those, but it's a lot worse <laughs> when you think you're like shit, something happened, and then you go on your internet mm. and your Twitter has over a thousand notifications yeah. and it's all videos of you being a drunk idiot. And yeah. uh that was a moment where I'm like, shit, like like I need to fucking grow up, but yeah. Not really, but because I, but it's just like, I, 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 me and Enzo, we don't see eye to eye still because, but the whole what cast thing, I'm cool with cast now. He's fucking what about, doing awesome. What about a uh, GCW match with Enzo? We've tried, we, we've tried to, the to, to do stuff with him and, uh, never say never. I don't think the ship has sailed that by rate of that show. If me and Enzo went one-on-one would be fucking crazy. Yeah. But I don't know if he would go with my flow of things. Yeah. A lot of guys come into GCW, like the X-Pox of the world. They want to come. All these guys want to come back. You know, Scotty Too Hottie. They, yeah. they hear, they're like, there's this kid, Joey Janela. He's pretty easy. He does some pretty crazy shit. And he has a lot of attention on him on social media. So if you have a match with him and he does it the way he, he wants, yeah. it's, it's going to bring attention. And you might get a lot of bookings out of it. Yeah. And I, that's been my career tra- trajectory nice one. since even like 2017 yeah. wrestling the Marty Gennetti's, the Scott Nunes, yeah, yeah. the Glaciers. That was like my thing before AEW. And now we're bringing it back. Like I've wrestled in the last six months. I wrestled, had a great match with fucking uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. in Texas. I wrestled Scotty Tuhati. I wrestled X-Pac. <laughs> I wrestled... Cardona, I've wrestled uh, fucking uh, Suzuki, who's just fucking killer. I had one fucking great match with Suzuki. I've wrestled, I, I can't even, I'm trying to think who else I've, I've wrestled the Hardy Boys, team with Gangrel. This is like, and yeah. we're only in May. We're yeah. not even through, We the summer hasn't even started yet. So I, I'm having a fucking blast and I love wrestling these fucking guys and I love seeing these guys like afterwards saying like, Fuck, that was fun. We had the crowd, yeah. you know, like I felt like fucking great. And you look like you're having 
the best time. And and I hope that people through this interview are seeing a different side of you because yeah. I, I definitely feel like there's going to be a lot of people that don't watch this interview and just comment on this video. Well, they're like, going to pull they're going to pull shit from this interview. Like Joey Janela says Tony Conover jams his shows with pay-per-view quality yeah. matches. But there's this is not a book. There's also going to be a thousand people that comment and go, I'm not watching this. Like, you know, next. It's like, well, maybe if you did watch this or listen to this, you'd see a different side of this guy. Most like people think I'm so disrespectful towards these, the vets in wrestling, which is completely the opposite. I love the vets and the vets. A lot of the guys that work with me, like the Ricky Mortons of the world, they know I'm always working and they like that shit because that's how they came up. This guy's fucking great. He's always working and he works hard and he wants to make us look good. He yeah. wants to, yeah. you know, he wants to, he wants to elevate us and, you know, help us and make us feel fucking young in that ring. And yeah. I'll butt my ass off for anything. The visible, visible fucking man. People think I'm a shitty wrestler. The, the term is he can wrestle a broom. I can wrestle the visible fucking man. That's thin air, dude. That's thin fucking air. I I can wrestle the Invisible Man and I can do it for 30 minutes and I've done it on three continents. Yeah, wow. And fuck, I wrestled Barry Horowitz a couple weeks ago. That's another one. Barry Horowitz in his return match. And that guy has one leg that doesn't bend because he needs a knee replacement surgery. And maybe we could start a GoFundMe for the fucking guy. But I carried him to some 30-minute match. And he's never done a hardcore match in his fucking career. And I carried him to this match and it was fucking awesome. And I... I I recommend anyone that hasn't seen it, go on YouTube, watch me and Barry Horowitz from a few weeks ago, and you'll be like, holy shit, somehow you got through that match, and somehow you got you got the crowd in that match. But that's it. I'm just having a fucking blast right now. All right. I want to wrap this up with a question that I ask all of my guests at the end, and this will definitely make people see a different side of you. I, I start and end of my day with gratitude, so I end every conversation asking my guests, what are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Uh, I'm grateful for the places I've gotten to see mm. on my travels. I'm grateful for, you know, that for the wrestling business. And I'm grateful my mom got to see me on such a high level. She got to see me on pay-per-view. She got to see me in the Prudential Center and wrestle. I'm grateful that she got to see me evolve from the piece of shit child I was, uh, the troubled child I was to the being something with not, with without a college degree. Um, and I'm just grateful for, I'm grateful for, for, for booze, drugs, and whores, baby. <laughs> there we go. That's definitely well, a first. We haven't uh, heard that one. And fucking Tony Khan, you better push Sonny fucking kiss. Most improved wrestler. He's great. Right now in the world. And, and Meltzer should, if you gave Sonny a chance that run on TV, it would show right now how improved Sonny is, how Sonny just fucking everything looks fucking great now. And push Sonny Kiss, not in June because it's Pride Month. Push Sonny Kiss from June to fucking June mm-hmm. because that's the bottom line because the bad boy fucking said so. Push Sonny Kiss, goddammit. Joey Janela, ladies and gentlemen. Push Sonny Kiss. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Big thank you to Joey Janela for joining us inside the Blue Wire Studios at the Win Las Vegas. We've got quite a few more interviews coming up from Double or Nothing Week, including the Gun Club. You don't call them the ass boys. Learn that the hard way. Also, my buddy Ethan Page was in there with us. So if you're not following Joey on social media, you can find him at the bad boy Joey Janella on Instagram, at Janella Baby on Twitter. You can find me at Chris Van Vliet, or if you're on TikTok, if you're a TikToker, I'm on there at Chris.VanVleet. Take a screenshot, tag us, let us know what you thought of this episode, and I'll leave you with the words of Muhammad Ali. I love this quote. If they can make penicillin out of moldy bread, they can sure make something out of you. Be great, be grateful, and we will see you on the next one for some more insight. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.